Hey there, Christ community and friends. My name is Gabe Coyle, and I am the campus pastor at Christ Community's downtown campus. And today, around so many things that have happened in the past week, we're going to talk about some of what we're thinking when it comes to reopening. A lot has happened this last week. And one thing that happened this past Sunday is the downtown campus first online service uh, streamed this past Sunday. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, you can go to ChristCommunityKC.org, click downtown and participate there. Um, Also, if you stay to the end, there are some fun bloopers um, that you might or might not enjoy. But a special word of thanks specifically to Josh Mays, Travis Meyer, Elissa Walsh and Nathaniel Walsh, um, and also Micah Watney, um, this amazing videographer team that came together and has given so much of their time and committed so much of their time going forward to make our downtown campus online service possible. So they're doing an extraordinary job. Um, and so I just can't say thank you enough. Also, thank you to Aaliyah, Sean, Ben, um, Brandy, Jessica, Henry, Um, the whole crew, and then also, you didn't see him, but Evan Freed was there in the background helping mix audio while we're recording. So some exceptional folks. We're trying to take all the necessary precautions to care for one another and constantly learning on how to do that well. But I just had to say a huge thank you to everybody who's been participating in that. Um, Also, something that happened this last week, which is pretty huge, is that the president deemed places of worship essential. Now, what does that mean for us? And what is ultimately going to drive our decision? That's kind of the framework for our midweek devotional. So if you have a moment, grab your Bible and let's sit down and have a conversation. Today, we're talking about one of the central mandates of what it means to follow Jesus. And it's intimately connected with the sermon upcoming this Sunday. This Sunday, we're going to be spending time in Luke chapter 10, where a lawyer asks Jesus, how do I inherit eternal life? To which Jesus responds, well, how do you read the law? You're the lawyer. Um, And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. In Matthew chapter 22, a Pharisee comes up to Jesus and says, hey, what's the greatest commandment? An ultimate test, right, of a true rabbi to see if he knows the word and seeing if he can catch him and get him to slip up. And once again, Jesus here affirms to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. For on these two hang all the law and the prophets. And so many times we run towards individual applications of that, which is important because it does have very personal realities to carry this out as we personally walk with Christ. But it also has institutional ramifications as well. And so we as a pastoral staff have been wrestling and talking with many of you, trying to think through, okay, what does the future hold for us as a campus? When should we start gathering back together? Now, 
the president's claim now freeing churches to gather back together, calling them essential in the midst of this time, um, I think is an important thing to talk about. Because listen, and, and this is important to understand how churches engage with governments throughout history. Because just because something is legal doesn't mean that it's right. There are times um, throughout the history of the church where the government has told the church not to meet for unjust reasons, and the church chose to disagree with that, and what they garnered was biblical persecution. And that was what we were called to at times in history as the church. There are other times where the church agrees with the government that you know, not meeting together might be a loving action, and that's where we've been up to this point, is an agreement that not meeting together is one of the best courses of action with the knowledge that we currently have to love our neighbor as ourself. And now that the government says that we can meet together, the question the church should be asking is what should we do that's most loving? And different churches are coming down in different places for very good reasons, all driven by this desire, I think, to love their neighbor as themselves. For us here at the downtown campus, um, there's a couple factors that are impacting our decision. Um, one is the size of our building, okay? So we have just right around 3,000 square feet um, for our current downtown campus. Our new building, um, which we're hoping opens up early fall, um, late summer, um, that is significantly larger. And so that provides for greater social distancing. Um, but we definitely know that we're going to have our current building uh, for this summer for June and July. Now, our occupancy is 187 people. Um, the reason I'm giving you specifics is because this helped me understand at least a little bit more of the timeline that it's not going to be necessarily soon that we're coming together. We have 187 people as our occupancy, and the city says, hey, we would really like for worship places of worship to not have more than 10% of their occupancy. So that would be 18 point something people. Once you include staff, you can basically include a small group, a community group. And for that, for even if 50% of our people wanted to come back to a service on a Sunday, we would need to hold at least 10 worship services to accommodate just half of our people on a Sunday. Now that's unsustainable, nor is that necessarily desirable. As much as we wanna to be together, the question we're asking ourselves, are, are there alternatives to caring for one another? Now, another reality, is that our population, unlike uh, the majority of our suburban counterparts, includes many of our homeless brothers and sisters. And navigating some of the social distancing um, practices, whether it be because of mental illness or so on, don't always go according to plan. And so that also puts us in a vulnerable spot, as well as our kids' space is a rented space. So we can't control what happens in there throughout the week or the kind of cleaning that happens. So there are some significant obstacles to meeting soon um, if we want to love our neighbors and then love the neighbors outside of our building and across downtown as well. So because of that, we right now as a staff, as we've wrestled through a reopening plan, are not foreseeing a reopen soon. Instead, we're asking the question, how can we connect how can we continue to worship and how can we go deeper in our relationship with God while loving our neighbor as ourself and continuing to pursue our love of God together? 
And of course, that has meant, as we've communicated earlier, community groups. Community groups are going on this summer. And if you're not in one, we're deeply encouraging everybody to get into a community group. Some groups will start meeting in person with social distancing, and those groups are usually about 10 to 15 people when we think about a healthy size group, which is about the size that we can allow in our building. Um, And so that's one thing we're hoping everybody gets into a community group this summer. Also, we're going to have some different events going on uh, in open air spaces like parks and things like that. I know we have a men's event for H3 coming up at the end of June. I know there's been some great leaders who have already put together a list of possible social connection points where we can keep social distancing, love one another, and also feel the beauty of the fellowship of the church. Those are going to be rolled out here soon. All that to say, this is very complicated. I don't know if you've seen, like, there's a graph that's been going around on Facebook um, that has all these different voices and perspectives on how a pastor should be thinking about reopening the church. Now, the good news is we have a great team. It's not just me making that decision. It's a team. We're also impacted and seek to bounce ideas off of other leaders from other campuses. And we want to love our neighbors well. We want to obey Jesus's command, the consistency of his word, to not just love him, but to love our neighbors and to be a good witness. Um, If the surrounding neighbors in our city think that we're being extraordinarily foolish in an unhealthy way um, and caring for their physical health by meeting together, we think that's also a valid reason to have great concern and pause on meeting together. Um, So all of these pieces are making... They make kind of like a matrix, um, which is very squishy. We don't have a date specifically yet, but I did want to give you a little bit of an update that we're driven by the Great Commandment, not by the First Amendment, although we are very grateful for the First Amendment. And that drive to love our neighbor as ourselves, as an institution, as a downtown campus with our unique facility dynamics, means it's not going to be very soon. It's going to be a little ways off. And I would love it if you could please just pray for us as a staff team, pray for your church, pray for us as a campus. We don't want to grow in disengagement, but in deeper engagement while we also seek to love and care for one another. And I know this isn't going to be easy, um, but following Jesus never is. And that doesn't mean, to be clear, that we're picking the perfect plan either. But we are praying about it and we're trying to be wise. Um, We're always here if you want to talk, so don't hesitate to call or email. And we'd love to to chat with you. We're also trying to think through ways to care for our homeless brothers and sisters, thinking through a specific small group for them with some boundaries and clarity around that that maybe Ben and I might lead. But these are all ideas that we're kind of bouncing around. And there's a lot of other specifics in there. But I just wanted to give you a little update considering what happened this last week in terms of now worship places being called essential. I've heard a lot of other really great pastors around the country and within Christ's community give wisdom and guidance, and this is where we've landed as a downtown campus. Thanks for your love and your support. I miss you greatly. We miss you greatly. And we hope um, that through this, we'll come out stronger as a campus with a stronger witness to our city and a deeper faith in our walk with Jesus together. Love you so much. Have a great week.